Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. All right, all right, all right. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him I'm glad I came to church today. Come on, about half of you did it, but that's all right. That's all right. Hey, uh, a couple of things I want to talk to you about before we get into um, the third part of our series that we're in. The first thing is the ladies' retreat, and we want you to get signed up for that. It's going to be an incredible day. My wife is going to be speaking one of the sessions, and then we have uh, a guest speaker that I promise you, you will be incredibly blessed by uh man she's a dynamic speaker and it's going to be a great day so on october 24th um the cost is only 35 dollars. so go on the app or go online get registered asap so that we can make preparation for who all is coming on that day it's going to be a great day and i want to talk to you about something that's new for just a moment uh, before we get into the message and kind of explain this to you because i feel like this needs some explanation rather than you just looking at it wondering what this is uh, in your seat or in a seat around you you should have had a card that on the front of it it says dream think see beyond and what this is referring to is what we have called as a church and maybe you've heard this term over the last year or so the beyond movement and it's this idea of dreaming and thinking and seeing beyond what God has already done for what God wants to do in the future and if you've been a part of our church for any time at all uh, this is not a normal thing that we do I mean we don't we don't even take up an offering um, but this is something that I felt like I talked to the elders about it and we felt like this was something that, uh, that, that the Lord was leading us to do. And I'll explain to you why in just a moment. But on the back, um, you'll see that, and, and let me tell you this first, we have purchased, many of you know this, but if you're, if you're kind of new here, you may not know this. This building that we are in, we do not own. We rent this on a weekly basis. And so we pay weekly and monthly to uh, be here. And, and uh, none of this stuff is here when we get here, right? So there's a great team of men and women every week that get here at 6.30 in the morning to be able to set all of this stuff up so that, uh, so that we can facilitate things like this and have kids ministry and worship together and all of this. And so uh, there are, are quite a few people that work really, really hard uh, throughout the months and the weeks to make this happen. But we've purchased a, a facility that's going to be our permanent facility. It's on Lamar. And uh, we're excited about it. And uh, we've kind of gotten over some hurdles with permits and, and plumbing and electrical and things like that. And so the, the project is going to begin to move forward. And so we are excited about that. But here's, uh, here's what, what our goal is and our vision as a church. And let me talk to you for just a moment about it. Uh, on the back of this, you'll see that our goal as a church is to completely pay off that facility in the next 15 months. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, uh, I can't, I, like it's going to take me 30 years to pay off my mortgage. What are you talking about, 15 months? <laughs> in 15 months, we're believing. Come on, have you believe that God can do it? And I want to tell you why we've been talking about this and over the last several months with the elders and and just kind of sharing vision and I, and I felt like the Lord said 15 months and at first whenever at first and this is December 31st of next year is our goal and so uh, I felt like at first I was thinking like Lord <laughs> like that's really quick that's really fast and uh, but I believe he can do it I believe he can do it 
And so on the back of this, what we're, what we're asking of you, um, we, we're, here's, here's the great thing. There's no pressure on you, and there's no pressure on me and my family. We're, this is one per house. So what we're asking you to do is ask the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit and say, hey, as a part of this body, this, this church body, this, this fellowship, uh, what is it that you would have me do? And here's the great thing. If the Holy Spirit tells you nothing, to do nothing, then do nothing. But if he tells you to do something, we would just ask you to be obedient. And here's what I would say as well. You'll see on the back here, um, what this represents is giving that is over and above what you, what you normally tithe. So if you're a tither and you give 10% of your income, this would be over and above that. You know, like, hey, our family can do $25 a month to, to see this happen. Or our family would want to do $100 a month or whatever that looks like for you. No gift is, is too great or too small or insignificant. Don't feel like, come on, don't feel like because, well, I feel like this is where we're at right now. and this, We want to help, but this is what we can do. Listen, you do what you can do and what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And that's all you can do. That's all you can do. That's a lot of do's, but that's all you can do. And I want to give you some numbers, but you'll see on the back of here uh, where you can, where you can uh, let us know that you want to be a part of this. And then we're asking you at the bottom, it says to submit this. You can drop it in one of the giving boxes on your way out. And then there's kind of some explanation of how you can set this up. Here's what is not going to happen. Everybody say, this is not going to happen. <laughs> we are not going to look at this card and in three months come knocking on your door because you have not, <laughs> you have not done what you put on this card. Listen, this is, this is between you and the Lord. This is what we felt like as a church God wanted us to do. And the reason being is, is we pay to rent this facility. We're paying to have that renovated and all of these great things that are going to be over there. But wouldn't it be incredible if all of the money that is going into those things could go into the community and go into helping people and go into changing lives and go into all this and not, not so much into a facility. And so we believe that God's going to do it. We believe that he's going to be faithful, that he's going to see it through, and that he's going to use us to accomplish what his purpose is, amen, to further the kingdom. And uh, let, me, let me say this, too. I want to give you just some practical things since we're talking about being able to pay in full for that facility by December 31st, 2021. Uh, currently, toward that project, uh, because of your generosity and uh, the money that's been given directly toward that and money that's been set aside, we currently have about $240,000 that is going toward that. So it's already been set aside to go toward that. And so because of your generosity, come on, somebody say it was me. <laughs> because of your generosity and your giving and uh, what God is doing in our church and through our church and where he's taking us, uh, that, that money is, is already able to go toward that. At this point, let me tell you kind of where we're at and uh, based on the contractors and, and uh, what they're saying and, and all of that kind of fluctuates a little bit as things go along, but uh, we are looking to, to bring in or to go toward that about another $500,000. And so I know when you hear that, you're like, whoo, but hey, listen, because of your generosity, it's like one third already gone, right? And here's the great news again, there's no pressure on you. If God tells you, come on, I heard somebody say this one time, if it's God's will, it's God's bill, right? If he tells you to do it, then he'll provide the means and the avenues for you to step out in faith and to do what he's asking you to do, amen? Same thing for our family, just take the pressure off and just ask the Holy Spirit and say, hey, would you have us to be a part of this? And if so, 
what do you want us to do? How can we be a blessing? How can we see this move forward and be a part of the vision of what God is doing? Amen? All right, so I felt like I needed to explain that because you're going to look at that and you need to know what that is all about. And so you can take this with you. We're asking you to prayerfully consider. Prayerfully consider. So take this with you. Uh, these will be in the seats over the next few weeks kind of as a, as a, a way for you to, to pick one up if you want to be a part of that. And so uh, that would be a huge blessing. So take that, pray over it, uh, talk with your spouse, talk with your family, and uh, see, what, see what the Lord would have you to do. Amen? All right, so we've been... Uh, in a series, we're in the middle of a series that we're calling Ghost Stories. Ghost Stories. And this is truth about the Holy Spirit. Truth about the Holy Spirit. And I said this in week one, but the reason that we're doing this series is uh, one of the things that I love so much about our church is that there are so many different backgrounds regarding religion and church and things like that. And so we have we have people that are a part of our church that... Uh, that were taught certain things about the Holy Spirit that made them uncomfortable. We have people that that uh, that were taught, you know, certain things that they're trying to unlearn that weren't actually what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. We have people that that are a part of our congregation, a part of this body that would even say, you know what, like they like when they sent. Uh, they sent, you know, Paul shows up and he sees the believers or Peter is sent and they're like, hey, have you received the Holy Spirit? And they look at him and they're like, we haven't even, we didn't even know that there was a Holy Spirit. Some of us come from backgrounds to where the Holy Spirit was talked about a lot, and some of us come from backgrounds where the Holy Spirit was talked about never, right? Some of us come from backgrounds to where we didn't sing the third verse in a hymnal because it was about the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody, right? Like, it, <laughs> you think I'm playing, but if, you, if you've been a part of that, you know. And so we all have different, we're all coming from different places, which is why I think it's important for us to look at what does, what does the Word of God tell us about who the Holy Spirit is and what he does in our lives and what he wants to do through us and how we can receive him and all of these different things. And so that's what we're talking about in this series. And so we've talked about uh, in week one, promise and power, that the Holy Spirit is a promise for every believer. And so if you're a believer in Jesus, if you have been saved, then the Holy Spirit is a promise to you. He was promised to you before you ever even made that decision. He was a promise for every believer and the Holy Spirit gives us power the power that we need. We're going to mention that a little bit in today's message again, but the Holy Spirit gives us power. And then in week two, last week we talked about keeping in step, and we said that believers are free. We, we, we looked at Galatians, and we discovered that believers are free, but we shouldn't use our freedom that was given to us to abuse the grace of God or to just do whatever we want, that we're free from sin, and we're free to enter into a relationship with Jesus and a relationship with God and the responsibilities and, and all of the great things that come with that and so believers are free and then we said that we talked about the spirit and the flesh are fighting right and, and if you weren't here for either one of these or you haven't haven't heard these messages go on the podcast you can listen to them or go on the app and you can watch them and and uh, I think it'll be a blessing to you each week as we're going through this series but the spirit and the flesh are fighting when you entered into relationship with Jesus when you got saved there became an internal battle going on between your old nature and new nature. But the good news is, as Paul said, we've, when, we, when we die to our old nature, when we die to sin, how can we continue to live in it? And so we have to die to our sin, die to our old nature. And the old nature is the person in Come on, it's that, it's that old nature inside of you that, that wants to sin, that kind of, you know, that likes selfishness and all of these things. But you've been given a new nature. You're a new creation. 
And we talked a little bit about, you know, the fruit of the Spirit and what that looks like when you're, when you're walking according to the flesh or your old nature versus when you are living in the Spirit, when you are following the Holy Spirit, when you have surrendered to Him, which was the third thing that we talked about, was that you have to continue to give the Holy Spirit control. It's a daily thing. It's, it's that you wake up on Monday and you say, fill me today with the Spirit so that I can be equipped and empowered to do whatever it is that you have called me to do today. And so we have to continually give the Holy Spirit control. And so today, as we continue in this series, I've titled this message, if you're taking notes, the title is simply this, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. And I want to start in John chapter 16, which has kind of been our theme verse for this series Uh, that's really important for us to understand, beginning in verse 5, Jesus says, But now I am going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. Come on, we mentioned this a little bit, that the disciples have been following Jesus. They've been, you know, doing ministry with Jesus. They've seen all these miracles and great things. And Jesus says, And I'm about to go back to heaven. And you can imagine if that had been you, what you would be feeling in that moment. He says, you are grieving because of what I have told you and and what's going to happen and this and that. And then he goes on and he says, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away. I know it. I know you don't understand it yet, but it's best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So Jesus is telling us, he says, listen, it's better that I go away. And so if Jesus said, it's better that I go away so that I can send the Holy Spirit, wouldn't it be great to know why it was so much better for Jesus to go away? Like, wouldn't you want to understand if Jesus himself said, it's better for you to go away so that I can send the Holy Spirit, wouldn't you want to know like, well, well then what does that mean? Why is it so much better for us to have the Holy Spirit and that Jesus went away so that he can send the Holy Spirit? And so that's kind of what we're talking about and what I want to dive into a little bit more today. And so this morning, I want to give you just a few of the reasons that I believe the Bible shows us about why the Holy Spirit in our lives is such a blessing and things that we can't afford to overlook. Things that we need to understand. Why is it such a why is it such a big deal? Why is it such a good thing? Why is it so much better that Jesus went away so he can send the Holy Spirit? Here's point number one. It's the Holy Spirit satisfies our thirst. Now I want to talk about this for just a moment. Because some of us would think, well, what? Like thirst? Um, you know, I just drank some water before I came into church. Like I'm not really that thirsty right now. What are you talking about? The Holy Spirit satisfies our thirst. Well, look at John chapter 7 starting in verse 37 it says on the last day the climax of the festival Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds now how many of you know all these people were gathered together if Jesus was here in the flesh and he stood up and he began to shout something how many of you know it's probably important <laughs> if Jesus was to stand up here in the flesh and start shouting something to us we would all be like okay whatever he just said that's exactly what we need because it must be It's coming from Jesus. He's shouting to the crowds and he says, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the, the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And then check out verse 39 because it gives us a little bit of an explanation. It says, when he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit. 
who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. There are a couple of things, really practical things, that we can learn from these three verses. The first thing is that Jesus' statement, Jesus stands up and he shouts to the crowds that are all gathered together for this festival. And he says, here's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to people who are thirsty. If there's anybody who is thirsty, you can come to me. If there is a thirst in you, you can come to me. To me, And then the second thing, and we're going to talk about both of these for just a moment. The second thing is the living water that Jesus spoke about was the Holy Spirit. So he addresses people who are thirsty. And he says, here is some living water that will satisfy your thirst. So let's talk about thirst for just a moment. And then we'll go on to living water that satisfies the thirst. Have you ever been, come on, we live in Texas. Some of us live in Oklahoma. But most of us live in Texas. you ever been out working or doing something in the middle of July in Texas. <laughs> I remember times where we would be out in the garage or we would be in the attic and we're trying to do something. How many of you know that when it's about 104 outside in Texas, in your garage it's about 114 and in your attic it's about 134. And so as soon as you go into the attic, I mean in about 30 seconds you're sweating. I was even thinking about doing yard work in the middle of the summer. And you have to take breaks, right? You know, you're push mowing the yard, or at least that's what we do. You're push mowing the yard, and you have to stop and take a break because you are so thirsty. You are so thirsty. And how many of you know, when you get thirsty enough, you will search out something to quench your thirst. When you get thirsty enough, you will search out something to quench your thirst. So you're outside working, and immediately you're like, give me, some, give me some water. If we don't have water handy, give me a soda. That's not good for you, by the way. But give me, like, give me something because I feel like I am dying of thirst. And for a lot of us in that moment, it really doesn't even matter what it is. I mean, it's nothing. Like, if it's a bottle of water when out doing yard work, I can down, like, four or five bottles of water, and it's nothing <laughs> because you're so thirsty. And it's the same way... I, I was thinking about this this last week, and thirst in the Bible, it represents this strong spiritual desire. So Jesus is addressing people that on the inside of them, they are searching for something. They are searching for something to quench the thirst that is inside of them. Anybody ever been on the search for something to quench the thirst that was on the inside of you? And I love that... The, the Old Testament, a couple of verses in the Old Testament that I want to read you. The psalmist in Psalm 42 says it this way. He says, as the deer longs for streams of water. Come on, some of us that grew up in church, we sang that song. <laughs> we sang that song growing up. It's like, as the deer panted for the water. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. The rest of you just go with us. You know, all right, it'll be all right. But there used to be this old song, you can look it up, and it was based on this verse. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you. Oh God, I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I go and stand before him? In other words, there is a longing inside of me for God. Like I am thirsty for God. There's something inside of me that I can't even really explain it, but I just know that I want him. Psalm 63 and verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there is no water. 
It's a strong spiritual desire for God. Do you know that you have this on the inside of you? You were created. You were created for, for, for a relationship with God and Him to be able to send the Holy Spirit, for Him to be able to put the Holy Spirit inside of you, the Holy Spirit to be in you, to satisfy the thirst that is inside of you. You know, it's, it's kind of cliche, but you've probably heard it say this way before. There's a God-shaped hole. Come on, there was a song. There's a God-shaped hole in all of us. There's, there's something inside of you that thirsts for, and we look, we look to fill it in different places. Even as believers, even as Christians sometimes, we're looking to fill this, this, this thing. It's like, I just, like, I'm just, I don't know what it is, but I'm just trying to fill it with this and fill it with that and fill it with this and fill it with that. And I want to look at another story that John wrote about where Jesus encounters this lady and he mentions again this living water. This is in John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. It says, Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. So Jesus is walking with his disciples. He sends the disciples into the village, go buy some food, let's go get something to eat. Jesus goes to the well, and he sits down at the well. And when he sits down at the well, this Samaritan woman comes up in the middle of the day, and she's coming to get some water, and they strike up this conversation, or Jesus strikes up this conversation. And it says, the woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. <laughs> she said to Jesus, you're a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? In other words, we don't, we don't talk. Like, your people don't like my people, and my people don't like your people, and we don't have conversation. So why are you sitting here, and why are you talking to me, and why are you asking me? for a drink and I love Jesus because Jesus just gets straight to the point he just goes straight to she asks this question and Jesus his response doesn't even really answer her question directly because he says if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to you would ask me and I would give you living water if you only knew who I was and the gift that God has for you the gift that I can give you then you would ask me for a drink. You would ask me and I would give you living water. And she still doesn't quite get it yet. She says, but sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Can I paraphrase verses 13 and 14 for you today and just kind of put it in my own language? Jesus says, anyone who keeps trying to feel this thirst that is inside of them with this and that and that relationship and this person and that relationship and those kids and that thing and that new job and that new car and that new, if you keep trying to feel the thirst, if you drink this water, you'll be thirsty again. You'll try to fill that thing in your life, that thirst that's in your life with something else, but in three months, you'll be thirsty again. In six months, you'll be thirsty again. It says, but, Anyone who drinks the living water that I'm giving them will never thirst again. Because the living water 
which in, in, in John earlier, we were just reading where it says that the living water he was speaking of was he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Anyone who enters into a relationship with me and allows me to put my spirit in them, they will ne- their thirst will be satisfied. In other words, the search is over. You will no longer feel the need to search for this and go here and do that and try to quench this thirst in you because the one who was designed to quench the thirst in you or to satisfy the thirst in you has satisfied it. And I love that Jesus... He knew that this woman had been thirsting after things in her life. Because if you go on and you read the rest of their conversation, he reads her mail. You ever had somebody come up to you to give you a word and you're like, how'd you know that? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how you knew that. I don't know where that even came from. Like, who you been talking to, right? I've had people come up to me and they're like, you've been talking to so-and-so because what you were talking about was exactly what I needed to hear, right? That's the Holy Spirit. And Jesus... He reads her mail and he, he tells her, he says, go get your husband. And she says, well, I don't have a husband. He says, yep, you're right. Because you've had multiple. And the person that you're living with now is not your husband. In other words, you thought that would quench it. And you thought that would satisfy it. And you thought that would satisfy it. And then you thought he would satisfy it. And you thought he would satisfy it. And then you thought, well, this marriage thing don't seem to be working out because it's been five times now. And so maybe we'll just maybe we'll just live together and we won't do the whole marriage thing and maybe it works better that way. And you've been trying to satisfy your thirst with other people and other relationships and other things in your life. And he says, listen, if, if you knew who I was, if you knew the gift that God had for you, you would ask me. Can I tell you today, if you ever get a revelation of the gift that God has for you, you would ask him to receive it. If it ever becomes real to you that God had, that the Holy Spirit is sent, and we're going to talk about some of these things today, that the Holy Spirit was sent for a purpose and, and some of the reasons that we're going to talk about today, then Jesus himself was telling this woman, he said, if you, if you, knew, who, if you knew what I was talking about, If you knew what God has for you, you would ask me. And what does he say? And I would give you living water. Not I would withhold from you. Not I would, you know, we'll we'll try to figure it out. (laughs) Not well, you know, well, you would ask me and I might decide whether or not I wanted to give you the gift that God has for you. No, he says, if you knew the gift that God has for you, you would ask me and I would give it to you. And it would be living water. It would bubble up inside of you. It would be living water that is flowing out of you. Flowing out of you. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can satisfy, truly satisfy our thirst. Here's point number two. The Holy Spirit reveals truth to us. Why is it so important that Jesus said, it's better for you that I go away so that I can send the Holy Spirit? It's because the Holy Spirit is going to be living inside of us as believers. He satisfies the thirst. He satisfies what we need on the inside of us. And then the next thing is he reveals truth to us. Now I want to read you some scripture and, and uh, make a few points on this. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 10, it says, But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely 
given us. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal all the wonderful things that God has already given you. You ever been, you ever been reading your Bible? Hopefully you read your Bible. If you don't, you need to start. <laughs> That's a message on of itself. Uh, you ever been reading your Bible and you read a portion of the Bible and then you stopped and you're like, I don't even know what I just read. <laughs> I don't even know what that even means. Can I ask you a question? When was, the, when was the last time that you stopped? And maybe never, and that's fine. You can start today. But when was the last time that you stopped and you asked the Holy Spirit and said, Holy Spirit, will you reveal to me what you want me to know out of what I'm about to read? Show me how it applies to my life. Show me what I need to do with it. Show me what it looks like for me. Show me what you want to show me. Reveal, because he's the one who does that. He's the one that, I, I, I heard a pastor say this one time. He said that, he was reading this particular passage of scripture, these couple of verses, and he said, I kept going back to it and going back to it, and I was like, I don't know, I just don't quite understand what that means, I don't know what that means, like, what are you trying to say right there? He said, I read this commentary, and I studied on this, and I got this book out, and I listened to this, and I read this on the internet, and all this stuff, and he said, I exhausted all the resources that I knew to exhaust, and at the end of it, he said, I just finally was like, I just don't get it, and he said, I felt the Holy Spirit just real gently say to me, are you finished? Would you like for me to tell you what that means? And of course his response was, well, of course I would like for you to tell me what that means. The Holy Spirit, he's the one who reveals it to you. He's the one who will make it come alive to you. He's the one that will show you what that means for you and how you can apply that in your life and what it looks like for you. The Holy Spirit reveals truth to us. Another thing is as you pray, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to your heart about who you are in Christ and things that can only be understood and revealed by the Holy Spirit, even things like decisions. You ever been making a decision? You wanted to make the right decision? You ever, you ever been making a decision, a big decision, and, and on paper everything added up? It made sense to you? We could, we, could, we could do this or we could do that, and it just made sense, but there was something inside of you that was like, hmm. I just don't know. I just don't feel right about that. I just don't know if that's what we're supposed to do, but it makes sense, and we can do this, and we can afford it, and we can all this, and the Holy Spirit is the one on the inside of you that's, that's like, that's, you need to make this decision. You need to make this decision. He's the one who, who guides us. He's the one who leads us. John 16, verses 12 through 15, there is so much more Jesus is talking, and he says, there is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. Jesus is like, I want to tell you so much more, but you can't handle it right now. You can't bear it right now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will, bring my, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. In other words, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will speak to you and reveal to you what Jesus is saying. He's the one who reveals it to you. When you're praying and you pray and say, Holy Spirit, will you show me the right decision to make? He wants to tell you. He wants to show you. He wants to give you the next step. He wants to tell you what the next decision is. He's the one who reveals it. And I love in verse 13, it says, He will guide you into all truth. 
Anybody ever been on one of those cave tours? How many of us just walk into a cave tour and we just bust on up in there and, well, I don't need my guide. <laughs> There's a reason why they have a guide that has the right light, that knows the right way to go, that knows the right things to show you that you're going to want to see. Rather than you walking off into the dark, just trying to do it on your own. And Jesus said, when the Spirit comes, He's going to guide you. You have to let Him guide you. When you, go in, when you go on this tour or whatever it is with a guide, you can decide whether or not you're going to let that guide guide you. You have to allow Him. He's going to guide you into all truth. Well, I don't understand. He will guide you. Well, I don't know what to do next. He will guide you. He will show you what that means. He will show you the next step to take. It's the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth and can show us things to come and guide us in decisions that we're making. He reveals truth to us. And here's point number three. The Holy Spirit is our helper who never leaves. The Holy Spirit is our helper who never leaves. I'll go ahead and bring the worship team back. John 14 verses 16 through 17. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Well, Jesus, why are you going away? It's better for you that I go away because I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. And then he tells us who it is. He is, who are you sending? He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And based on what translation of the Bible you read, this word shows up in different forms. So, and one of the ways that I love that it's translated is the word helper. You can read some translation and he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. But the word, the word that was used right here is parakletos. And I want to show you what this word means because I love how this word defines it. Can we throw that up on the screen? It is an advocate. Would anybody, anybody feel like you could use an advocate? You need somebody that's, that's on your side, that's fighting for you, that's advocating for you. An intercessor, a consoler, a comforter, and a helper called to one's aid. Jesus said, I'm going to send you somebody who is called to help you. The reason he is coming, this is his name. He's the helper. He's going to help you. He will, I feel like the Holy Spirit, it's like the Holy Spirit is here today. And he's like, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Will you let me help? I'm here to help. I was sent to help. I'm in you to help. Like, I'm called to be here to help. I'm the helper. And I was thinking this, <laughs> this last week, have you ever had somebody, maybe you were moving at a time, and you had somebody that was willing to say, you know, I'm willing to help. I'm here to help. And how many of you know they'll help? You might get a group of people and they'll come help you, but how many of you know eventually the help leaves? Right? Once the boxes, it's like, once the boxes are in the house, the help is going to lunch. And now you've got to unpack the boxes. Like, I had help and we got to this point, but now I'm on my own. 
or you ladies that have had that have had kids, right? You've had you've had kids before and did you have that mother-in-law or that mother or that friend or somebody that after you got home from the hospital, they came over and they were cooking you meals and they were like, I'm just here to help, doing some laundry or whatever. But how many of you know they didn't sign up to raise that kid with you? <laughs> Eventually the help leaves. I'm here to help, but the help is leaving. Listen, this is good news. Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm going to send somebody who will never, ever, 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 ever leave you. And he will be in you, and his purpose is he is called to be your helper. He is called to be your helper. Why on earth would you try to do everything in your own strength if you have somebody who has, when you receive Jesus, came to live inside you whose purpose is to help you? to guide you into all truth to show you the decisions to make to speak to you what what God wants to speak to you to reveal things to you why why would we why would we not why would we not want that why would we not lean into why would we not lean into the person that is living inside of us never leaves us and is called helper, comforter, consoler, advocate, intercessor. Why why would we not want that in our lives? Will you stand to your feet today? I'm going to bring it to a close and we're going to worship with one more song. here's the bottom line here's I mean if we're just being honest here's here's the point of why I felt like the Lord is leading us in this series where we're talking about the Holy Spirit you need him you need him you need him the God that you serve loves you so much he sent the Holy Spirit to live in you to be with you to be your helper to never leave so that no matter what you face, no matter what you go through he empowers you, he strengthens you no matter what life looks like he strengthens you, he empowers you he equips you This this is what he does many of us just need to we just need to lean in to the helper we just need to stop trying to stand on our own and satisfy our own desires and these things and we just need to, it's like this podium we just need to lean on the one who was sent to help to give us power to give us strength to walk with us daily to be in us wants to help you Jesus said it's better that I go away because if you if you understood the gift that I am sending you that I am giving you you wouldn't even hesitate to ask and here's the great news when you ask I will give it 
when you ask, I'll give, if you get a revelation, you would be so quick to ask and I would be so quick to give. He wants to help you. He wants to strengthen you and empower you. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? God, we just thank you. Lord, right now in your presence, we just, we tell you that we love you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for sending him to be in us, to equip us, empower us, to help us. Lord, you're everything that we need. Before we do this, I want you to, I want to show you these because each week, each week we've been ending the message, ending the week with some questions just to reflect on, to think about, to ask the Holy Spirit about. So before we sing this last song, I want to give these to you. Here's question number one. Have I been trying to satisfy a thirst inside of me with other things in my life when the Holy Spirit is the only one who can satisfy that thirst and desire? Jesus said, if you keep looking to that to satisfy your thirst, you'll be thirsty again. And then you'll look to this and you'll be thirsty again and it'll never, it'll never be fully satisfied. But the living water, the Holy Spirit that I want to give you, He satisfies. He's what you need. Here's question number two. Do I ask the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to me for my life and allow Him to give me understanding when I read the Bible? This one won't take very long for you to answer. The great news is you can start today. Even if it's even if it's one chapter, even if it's five verses, even if it's one verse, God, what do you want to say to me through this? Will you show me? And here's question number three. Why would I not want to receive someone sent from God to be my helper who never leaves me? Why would I not want to lean in why would I not want to receive everything that God has for me? So Lord, again, we just ask right now that you would, you would search our hearts. God, you would reveal yourself in such a real way right now. Holy Spirit, we lean into you today. Maybe for the first time, we lean into you. Lord, I pray that as we sing this last song, that all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory would go to you. And God, that you would do in our hearts what only you can do. It's in Jesus' name we pray.